Riley, congratulations on your intramural title, a second ring. Thank you. Second ring. Well, the first one was in softball. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, like a multi-sport athlete. Yeah. I okay. Okay. Yeah. And the did I go to the football championship? I didn't. No, Tim no, got no. that one. You got. Oh yeah. Did I, I didn't. No, I didn't even go to it. Mm. No, no, no. No. Oh, you girls. mean for the guys? Oh, girls. well, the yeah. girls. Well, all the games were really championship. Yeah, the t-shirt's the really, really nice. The t-shirt's yeah. really cool. The t-shirt was nice. Yeah. Speaking of intramurals, what do you guys think about Charles Barkley <laughs> when, he, when he was at Auburn? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you think he was like saucy at some soccer? God, this transition. <laughs> <laughs> that was really Wait. good. That's really good. <laughs> Are we gonna keep this, going? Yeah, we should keep going. <laughs> okay. That was really. That's. Um. What about like you think he played intramurals? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like bro's nice. Speaking I mean, of like intramurals. What do you think about <laughs> Charles Barkley? I mean, it just like it's just, it's a thought you got to think about. <laughs> you that's have true. to think Any about thoughts it. worth of worth. I just because you know I feel like he puts his name in like everything. So golf, golf. golf. That's what I'm saying. Like he puts his name in everything. So what do you think about? <laughs> Charles Barkley saucing up some people <laughs> in some dodgeball, or obviously oh, basketball. Man. He's a huge target. Imagine him playing He's flag football. I feel like dodgeball or softball. Would be tough for him. I bet soft. I bet he's good at softball. Imagine, imagine playing him tonight in ultimate frisbee. I would have guarded him. Would it be good? He would talk so much. Would junk. you have locked up Charles Barkley? I think ultimate I would have locked up Charles Barkley in ultimate frisbee. Whoa. I mean, I don't feel like he can keep up with me running. Whoa. At, at, even okay. at like twenty, that's I feel a di- like. yeah. Are we talking about even at twenty? You think he's, you're faster like, than Peak Charles Barkley? Peak Charles Barkley? How tall is he? Like six eight? He's like six 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 seven. Yeah, he's, he's also in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, no, so he was never like. I I honestly I don't know if this is one of those things <laughs> where I feel like I can jump as high as I possibly need to, but. I feel like I would be faster you than Charles Barkley. He's 6'6". Six, six. At 21. He's 6'6". Six, six. In Ultimate Frisbee, not in basketball. You're saying, but you're saying you think you're faster. I think I am, if we, if me and Charles Barkley did a 40-yard dash, I would be faster. Really? At, <laughs> me at 21, him at 21. I'm trying to so Google So you right now is faster than... There's no way he has a 40 time, though. That's the sad part. I mean, he might have. Maybe. If he we played intramurals, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we've got to check. Just Charles... Or, I don't what think is he your has one. Time? For a second, uh, I don't know. You don't know your 40 I time. I don't know my 40 time. So how do you know that you just... It's, it's, just, just, it's just how but I feel. even though, like, he was an MVP in a National Basketball Association. Yeah. Basketball like was, ain't all about speed, though. But, he was a big man. He was one of the biggest... But he's, like, it's, it's similar man. to, like, Frisbee, where you're, like, cutting and make, being quick. And yeah, like, but I'm talking about all-out speed, 40 yards. You think you're faster than former NBA MVP Charles Barkley yes. at 21 years old? I think I'd be faster than, six, like, six. right now. <laughs> I feel like any seven-footer, I would be tall. I would be faster you than. You think, like, Giannis? You think you're faster than Giannis That's and Santa Okay. You think you're faster than Joel Embiid? Yeah. <laughs> Joel is not, like... Do you think you're faster than Kevin Durant? Foot speed? Okay. Okay. Listen, we we're talking about unicorns now. I'm talking about like. Okay. You said seven footers. Okay, okay centers. but like Brook Lopez. Centers? Like, I feel like I'm you faster think you're than Brook Lopez? Lopez. That's a lot of legs. That's what a about, big stride. That's the thing. Is too big of a stride though. Too big of a. stride. It's like a. It's a spectrum. How does how does one have too big of a stride? Because like. Because like he they weigh like I bet Brook or Robin Lopez probably weighs at least two eighty. Yeah. It's a lot of weight to move. Yeah, but they also have a lot of body to move it with. What about like, what about like yes. six five, like Calvin Johnson? You're probably no, faster than Calvin. I'm not faster than You're Calvin Johnson. He's a football player, Calvin a receiver. But he's six five. Okay, but I'm talking about Charles Barkley. We got so far down. <laughs> yeah. This was really deep. This is probably so. The what best do y'all think about Charles Barkley? <laughs> this is probably the best intro we've ever had. Yeah, and I, no one can see this, but the way the table is set up, everyone is facing me, <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like I'm being attacked. <laughs> Um, hey, cold takes. <laughs> hey. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see you there. Whoa. Oh, whoa. What are you doing in my house, listener? Strange. Well, while you're here, welcome, welcome to Cold Takes. Welcome to Cold Takes. Welcome, Charles Barkley. We're sorry if, you've, if you're if you about to hang up. Also, if you're Charles Barkley and you're listening to this, we Tim and I think you're faster than that. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it's a debate. He's an Olympian. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> playing the same sport, though. What a gold medal in the Olympics. <laughs> well, anyways, welcome to Cold Takes. I am your host, I guess, Ryan McCullough. 
alongside your boy Tim Heath, Dante Edwards, and what time is it? Game Game time. time. Okay, we have not had Tim on the pod in it's been a while. Months, it's been a minute. Once or so, busy guy. But yeah, took some time out of his pre-finals week, Pre- probably maybe the most stressful week of the year, um, to be here with us and talk not just basketball, but we are going to actually start off today with some college football news. Boy, has it been hot! It's been crazy. Oh my goodness, what a it's season! Not only the playoff is kind of crazy, but also like uh, coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. So, which is crazy is because we'll start off with Notre Dame. So they're number six. They still have a shot to go to the playoffs mm-hmm. because if Oklahoma State loses this week and Alabama loses this week, like they're in. But Ooh. now, we're, but now with their coach going to LSU, Brian Kelly, who um, going like leaving to go to LSU, like he puts his team in jeopardy now. And honestly, if I'm the committee, I'm considering that even if Oklahoma State loses and Alabama loses, like. You could put Ohio State in over them because of the Brian Kelly thing. Uh, just because of the Brian Kelly thing? You just think about it. Because it's okay. more than just X and O's. It's like chemistry. Mm-hmm. Are they going to want to play for him? Does the committee care about that, though? The committee cares about every little detail. It's all about. It's not about just W's. It's about how you win. But I feel like two losses is a death sentence at this point. Unless, but it is Ohio State. I feel like the only team with an exception is Bama. And that's if they lose to Georgia that this is week. True. I feel like they're the only one who even have a chance. I think they have to lose close, too. Like, yeah. I think they're blown out. I think they're out. Like, if it's between Ohio State and two loss Ohio State, two loss Bama, then, like, the other loss, well, Bama's loss to Texas A&M is bad. Worse than Oregon's, probably. Worse than the Oregon loss by Ohio State. And they, they got blown out by Michigan. But Michigan is also number two in the nation. Yeah. But either yeah. way, Brian Kelly has put his team in a position where, like, they don't want to be in going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Did he leave or was he fired? He left. He left. Under his he, own he's one of the best coaches religion. in the nation. Take the LSU job. Like he's okay. he's a great coach. He's very successful. He's done such been a good job. For like eight years. Yeah, he's been there a long time. Which and every long time year, mm. been to the playoffs multiple times. Went to the national championship one year. He's been blown out every single time. Teo. Um, it's, uh, oof. <laughs> uh, forgot about him. Um, but <laughs> the other coach, uh, Lincoln Riley, um, at the University of Oklahoma, left mm-hmm. his team to go to University of. Uh, Southern Cal, yeah, USC, USC which is Oakland. crazy because right after the game Saturday, they're like, "Coach, we're gonna bring it up. It's mm-hmm. the elephant in the room." Like, and he was like, "Wait, guys, like, I'm not going to LSU. I'm not talking about it anymore." And yeah. I was like, "Okay, cool." Next day, goes to USC. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like he played that like perfectly yeah. and smart. And I guess like, he did. But yeah. also putting his team in a weird position too is just kind of like they could go for a New Year's Six bowl game. Yeah, um, like a Cotton Bowl or something like that. So it's just kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like leaving your team before the season ends, especially yeah. like a week before the season, especially ends? like an elite program. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's just kind of like, you know, yeah, there should be like a some kind of like, uh, what's it called, like in baseball, hitting somebody in the face. Yeah, uh, like an unwritten rule. Yeah, unwritten rule. It's just like don't don't leave before. Yeah, um, like season a few years ago, over. I really like what Georgia did. They fired Mark Rick after the. Regular season, but like, hey, you can coach the bowl game. Mm. I was like, you know, that like I respect that. Even like LSU, they fired their coach midseason, and they're like, you can just finish though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I actually don't like that. Really? Yeah. With Ed Orgeron, it's different because he's like an LSU lifer, and yeah. so it's like we have respect for you. But I just feel like fire me after the season's over. Um, is what I would rather do. Yeah. And like UConn, not to talk about UConn football because there's no use wasting your time with that. But they're they fired their head coach in the middle of the season. They said he's gonna stay for the rest yeah. of the year, and then the next day they said he's just going to go. Like he's yeah. gone I think it really just depends on the situation Whoa, because yeah. I feel like everybody at UGA had respect for Mark Rick. Yeah, so yeah like, that's We're, we're going to play for that's Mark thing, Rick. Like, Ed Orgeron won a national championship. Yeah, Ed Orgeron won a national championship, but also kind of weird. The players didn't really want to play for him, so it was an interesting call. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to go back to like the way the whole coaching, they call it the coaching carousel, yeah. how it works. Like I've always thought it is so weird, and it makes me – mad and sad of like these guys play a full season with this coach and even with the coaches and then like the coaches are like they have to take a job like the only like it always happens every single year a big job in the sec comes up a big job in big 12 big 10 comes up Mm -hmm. and like they just leave their team and they have a chance not necessarily if it's a chance to go to the playoff it normally isn't happening which is crazy brian kelly but like 
they're still a really good team and then they leave. But I think I get it to an extent of like if you're LSU, like you have so much pressure to bring in a big name. Oh yeah, like fast. For sure. Like you need to bring in like your guys are like your backers, boosters, and stuff. Like they're not going to wait until mid. And recruiting to get too. A coach. And recruiting. And it's like people transferring because there has been so many people um, in this recruiting class for Oklahoma, like five star, four star recruits mm-hmm. drop and like decommit. Yeah. Um, and there's talk that their quarterback Williams has been a very successful freshman might transfer to USC. And Rattler's transferring. And Rattler's Ooh. transferring. Yeah. Rattler, um, stand-up guy. But like you said, like I – Absolute role model. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Cam Newton. But um, big, humble guy. Um, but like you said with LSU, it's like you know, we don't care if Brian Kelly leaves. Like, yeah. We just – we need somebody because you're LSU. Like, you know, you're a Power yeah. 5 school. Uh, everybody knows LSU. And you it's expect tough. the best. So it's yeah. like as a fan and as somebody even in the office, like you need to do that. Um, but uh, it's closing down pretty good, though. This this playoff is uh, pretty pretty tight. I I actually really want Cincinnati to to be in the playoff. I think uh, they, yeah, I hope they, I think, um, they beat Notre Dame this year, and Notre Dame is a good team at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think they should be in the playoff. Um, but I think Cincinnati they need to give them a chance uh, over Ohio State and and Notre Dame, especially if Oklahoma State loses. Um, mm-hmm. But I think to put them in because Georgia beat them last year. Um, on a field goal, yeah, uh, to win the game, and that was the last game. That was a bowl game. I think it was like the Peach Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I say put them in, and we'll see. But the question is now: if Georgia loses this weekend to Alabama, is Georgia still in? You know. Yeah, I th- that uh, is yeah. a tough question. I would say so. I feel like there's no chance Georgia. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. But also the committee, the committee, it's like Georgia sense. hasn't also really played anybody special. Um, like say Georgia loses, Oklahoma State wins, they've beaten number nine Baylor twice and Oklahoma. Yeah, you know it's tough. So it's it'd be tough, and then Alabama would for sure be in. So um, that would be a headache for the committee, and I would hate to be in that room. Yeah, uh, but that has some cool people in it. Who is that lady that was on Monday Night Football the other day? Oh, I'll never her- remember her name, but I will always remember like her. her she name was like is. Condoleezza Rice. Yes. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That was Jesus. That was amazing. <laughs> she was, I think my snap just like <laughs> triggered it in your brain. Um, it must have. She was that the was Secretary insane. of State for George Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also applied, interviewed for the Cleveland Browns head coach position. Hmm. That's crazy. That they should have hired her. They should have hired her. Yeah. Um, but so... Imagine trying to like tell her she's wrong in the like it's like well, about like, anything. It's like anything. I've literally yeah, negotiated with like world people, like yeah. every like everybody. Oh, sorry, you like Oklahoma? Oh, sorry. Oh, what about that time I? I didn't like... mean to offend you. Yeah. <laughs> or anything like That's that. Where your coach left. I was in the room when we like identified this terrorist. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's cool. It's but you're probably right. I yeah. probably don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Whatever. Um, next thing we got to talk about TFC hoops. So much fun. So much fun. Great game last night. We did not take home the dub. Did not take home um, the dub, but we took home some highlights. We took home some highlights. Shout out CJ for dropping that dude. He was yeah. not the same for like most Saucy, of the game man. after yep. that. Saucy. Ugh, unbelievable. Shout out yeah. Luke Hardenberg for cramming one on a man's head. Just, I couldn't Cram. even think of the words. I can't believe I saw that with my own eyes. Yeah, it was one of those that was like, wow. He's just too big for them. He's too big for ever. I've never seen someone like properly defend Luke. Yeah, mm-hmm. shoulders. Last just... year in the regional tournament, like he was unstoppable. Oh, absolutely. You give him the ball in the paint, score every time. Even last night, even the dunk, it didn't even look like he tried that hard. No, it was one of those like, oh, he's laying this up, and then he just no, he just put elevate. it on his head. Yeah, huh? That was cool. And it was so nonchalant. Well, not really, because then it we was were pretty all like chalant. screaming. I'll say <laughs> was I was pretty quite chalant. chalant. I was quite chalant about it too. But I will, you know, shout out to was it number twenty five on the team? On the other shoot. team, he mm-hmm. could shoot. Oh, 24? Oh, 24, yeah. Um, 24, yeah, he was a cool guy. Twenty four seemed to be a cool guy. Which is the guy that we thought was on last chance? You maybe or twelve. 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 And then I'm thinking of the skinny guy who shot well. Is that twenty four? Twenty four was the guy with the shooting sleeve. Kind of like yes, short maybe hair, yeah. very short hair, buzz cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played last year. He was, he went off. Yeah, he was really good. He was hot to really begin well. the game, and then CJ put him on the floor. Just left his carcass there for like yeah. carcass, like a half, yeah. a half and a half. And then the past last like five minutes, he woke back up. And I mean, great shooter. Yeah, great. I'm mean, nothing we could say. But about embarrassing great for sure. 
Yeah. Speaking of embarrassing, I can't remember if it was number two, number zero. It was a smaller white guy off the bench late. Did put a corner three on the top of the backboard. Oof. Um, I think that was number two, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's that that's tough. That's tough to do in college basketball. Because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't like he was, you know, sometimes like running to the corner, catch and shoot yeah. really quick. Mm-hmm. It was like a setup. Are we going to let him shoot it? Like everyone thought for half a second. And then he thought and hesitated and then shot it and was like a full foot off to the right and also two feet off top. To the up. Yeah. yeah. The up. It's like yeah. when you're playing 2K right. and you like you glitch. And like, mm-hmm. Oh, that was, that was really like, oh, Just blame it on the complete glitch. red. Like zero accuracy. Yeah. Like, oof. Turnover. <laughs> yeah, my controller died or something. <laughs> it's not even a miss. It's, yeah. a, turnover. it's a turnover. Exactly. Um, um, in our tournament that we talked about last time up in Louisville, KY, uh, the boys went one and two. Mm. Uh, we lost to Grace Christian. We beat Boys College. Boys. Um, and then we lost to Great Lakes Christian College. Mm. Um, those are colleges I've never heard of. Maybe Grace Christian College or Christian University, but we've played them. We've probably played five or six Graces. Right. Is the thing. That's the thing. That's Grace, the thing about Christian Trinity, schools. Christian schools. John um, Trinity. Grace. And Great Johnson, Lakes Crown. is called uh, the Crusaders. Let me just say something Whoa. to anyone thinking about starting a Christian school. Um, never name your mascot Crusaders. You all, everyone does it. It's either Crusaders or Eagles. I'm glad that we went with Eagles here. Yeah, um, that was a good call by us. And then eventually Screaming Eagles. But, uh, man, out. just can't be a good reason to go Crusaders. And somehow, like, it actually happened. 20% of Christian schools and colleges do mm-hmm. it. The uh, Crusades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they were like, hey, we um, are supreme. Christianity is. And yeah, white. it's... Uh... Europeans are. It's not a good look for the college. It is, in fact, a bad look for the college. Yeah, Yeah. kind of a bad look. You would think, you know, eagle would be a lot better. There's so many, like, animals. Bulldog. You could be, like, like a viper or something. Yeah, viper. Lightning. Christianity, I guess. (laughs) Viper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's Um, just so many options. So many options. Um, But since the tournament, we we dropped a couple of games, one being last night. Um, But very close game last night. That is a region game. Oh, we got Milligan coming up this Milligan. Saturday. Milligan's coming here. I didn't know that. I thought we were going to Milligan. We do yep. go to Milligan the next week. Um, but yeah, that is the boys' side. Girls' side, Dante. Uh, I did watch the girls' game last night. Um, we dropped it. Um, it was a pretty big deficit, but I honestly saw some pretty encouraging signs. Um, first of all, AJ in the pick and roll is mm. I've like I don't even know. If I were an opposing coach, I wouldn't know how to defend it. Yeah. And I am not an opposing coach. I am, in fact, a, a child. Dante. Oh, yeah. I am basically a child. Yeah. And so I'm sure opposing coaches know better than I do. But this, like the coach we played yesterday, was it? Mm. Yeah. He. I mean, AJ went to the pick and roll maybe twice, two or three times. And every single time she got a good look or she set up probably Jada mm. for another good look. Um, we got some promising young guards. We got some shot creators. Um, unfortunately, I'm not as familiar with the girls' team um, just by nature of things, Yeah, I guess. Um, but number four on our team, the point guard, mm-hmm. she is fast. Julia Howard. Julia, she will just be at the rim. I mean, I could, I didn't see anyone stay in front of her the whole game. And that driving kick game, if she, like she and Sarah share the floor and Sarah's yeah. like floating to the mm-hmm. corner, that driving kick yeah. can be dangerous because Sarah can shoot. Yeah. Mm. I know. I really like. Uh, there was a there was a couple games ago. It might have been when we had like a home stretch. Jada had like sixteen rebounds. I mean, just like controlling the paint. Strong, you know, offensively and defensively, just controlling the paint uh, with the boards. So I mean, I, that's a big help, you know. Mm. So every year I've been here, especially like every year that I've seen like Jada play basketball. Yeah, she has been the best rebounder on the floor, on the floor. every single time. Yeah. I can't recall one time when she wasn't the best rebounder out there. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, we got some real promising pieces. And Coach Riles, I mean, I can't speak more highly of him. Yeah. I mean, oh, also yeah. just a really solid guy. Yeah. <laughs> really um, solid so guy. So he's really turned around the, the program here. So big shout out to Michael Riles. Yeah. Love Micah. Okay. What we got next? What else do we got to talk about? We got to talk about. Ooh, this is a tough one. 
Michael Porter Jr. is probably yeah. done for the year. After a big contract. After a big contract. Yeah. They didn't put injury stipulations in. Really? Yeah, there was some talk in the offseason that while they were negotiating this contract for Michael Porter Jr., they were going to have, like, some kind of, you know, if you get hurt, we get a discount kind of situation mm. just so they wouldn't pay a hurt guy. Yeah. They didn't end up doing that, and now they're paying a hurt guy. That's a really good agent. <laughs> yeah, that's a really not good a really agent. good GM. <laughs> yeah, Wait, he is knocking her this year. I can promise you. Mm. <laughs> um, this is especially tough because uh, Michael Porter Jr. fell in the draft. He was like the top prospect coming into the college season, but University of Missouri. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but he fell in the draft due to concerns about his back. Teams just didn't want to bet on it. That was the Luca Trey Young draft. Oh, yeah, good draft, very good draft. Yeah, really good draft. Um, Michael Porter Jr. was like he was right up there with like Luca and Trey as like these are the guys. Yeah, but because of his back, like teams didn't want to take that risk. Eventually, he fell to Denver, and Denver was like, eh, fourteen, why not? And they drafted him. Worked out pretty well for them. Michael Porter Jr. turned into like a, an impact guy. Incredible scorer, three-level yeah, scorer. Good shooter. Really good shooter. Historically efficient in some ways. Historically. <laughs> Historically. Um, but there goes that back again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, as a back injury, that's probably... That's big. That's kind of serious. Yeah, kinda it's serious. not like an elbow, elbow or something yeah. like that. It's yeah, it's not like a leg. Like, that's like... Back affects a lot. Yeah. It does. Uh, quickness, speed. Even mm-hmm. shot. Post- yeah, yeah, posture, posture. flexibility. Mm-hmm. And to be, like, 23 with yeah. two major back injuries already? Yeah. That contract's looking kind of... It looks... It's good for him. Yeah, for him. that contract it's, looks very it's good. good. for him. How many years was it, do you know? I think it was a full max, five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that contract is uh, looking kind of like an albatross right now. And um, I don't know where the Nuggets turn from here, because Jamal's already out. That is tough. Jamal's out. Coming back soon. Coming back soon. Relatively. Yeah. Yeah. Riley, what do you think? How's, um, what is, what do you think is going to become of Michael Porter Jr., given the fact that he's already had two major surgeries and shown a lot of talent? I, f- I feel like we've been asking this question for, since he was in college. That um, is, yeah, that's a good point. But, I don't know. I, I, he's one of those players who I just like, I mean, at this point, not that he's like done now, but he's been in the league for four years, five years. Yeah, I think this is a um, year. You know, he still has some time to, like, show something yeah. immaculate. But, like, he's not – I feel like at this point you kind of know, like, oh, he might be a superstar. Yeah. Um, and he's been healthy he enough to like show it. that. And he has been playing well. Yeah, not this year, um, but before he was playing like it. In the team that he's on, he's number three. Yeah. And that's good. They need one. They it's need number for them. Three. They need number three. Yeah. Um, they won't have it this year, but – well, they'll have someone else this year. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. He's one of those guys. It really it, it comes down to, of course, how well like his back like heals and does better. Um, but it also kind of comes down to him too, you know. Like if, I mean, of course, the back is a big thing. Does it heal? But if like if he really wants it, I mean, you look at people like I know it's a different sport. Like AP Adrian Peterson tears both ACLs and breaks the NFL record the next year. Yeah. So it it depends a lot on, of course, like just the recovery from his back, and cause sometimes you really can't do yeah. anything about that right but also it comes, comes down to him it's like all right how what are the steps are you going to take to get better on your end yeah so yeah luckily he's young so he's pretty young. he has time mm-hmm. to do so and the money <laughs> yeah. so yeah he's young um inc- he's really talented obviously the dude can score and he's like kind of singular in the sense that there's not really another player in the league who is like him like 610 shooter from all three levels not really a shot creator, so to speak, but like just in terms of just shooting, just scoring the basketball, really, really, really good. Efficient, like, like yeah, you said. Efficient, yeah. Um, he struggled a little bit this year. People think it might have been because of the back and now this injury. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I hope so. I wish the best for him. You yeah, know? I hope yeah. so too. Especially because his, his career's been kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. It's not really been his fault. And yeah. that's what you hate to see. It's tough. When, yeah. you know, when there's talent. Because he was number one coming out of high school, mm-hmm. was it? And then mm-hmm. number one coming out of college. Uh, well, like, prospect. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, like, we're looking at this guy's. Yes. Yeah. He had <laughs> a lot of hype. Stuff. Yeah. 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 So. And what a great segue into John Wall. Oh. Um, somebody, MPJ, someone who, not no fault of his own, his career has been sad and hurt. 
uh, Jamal, uh, some part yeah, that's true, uh, but also he like what tore his like Achilles, mm-hmm. everything and then fell down the stairs and tore his ACL. Yeah, and now is in Houston. Now he's in Houston, so that's three pretty severe and he career. Events. Was in Washington too. For mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, was in Washington. But um, what's what's going on there? So as it turns out. Um, a couple weeks ago, the Rockets, who are trying to lose, said to John Wall, who is a productive basketball player, mm-hmm. we would like to lose. Yeah. So it would be great if you didn't play basketball yeah, for us. Yeah, could you stop? Could you stop playing basketball? Mm-hmm. And John Wall was like, ah, okay. Yeah. A couple days ago, John Wall went public with his desire to play for the Rockets. And after a meeting with the Rockets, John Wall posted like a hype video of himself on Instagram. Oh. And said like hashtag free me. Hashtag free me. So famous. Famous. Famous words. Um so John Wall is trying to break out of Houston. Problem is, one of the problems is that John Wall is making forty seven million dollars next year. Mm, that's a lot. And John Wall is not worth forty seven million dollars no. from nope. a basketball perspective. Not sure if he was. Maybe to the Wizards. Maybe to the Wizards who signed him to the contract. But then they did promptly get rid of him for Russell Mm -hmm. Westbrook, who they promptly got rid of for a whole bunch of other guys. Yeah. Um, You know, Which is interesting because I don't know how much better they'd be if he played. John Wall? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, they have a bunch of young guys that they're trying to develop. I think that, like, the best thing you can do for these young guys is to give them a point guard who knows how basketball works. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like... Experience, IQ. Experience, IQ. Let John Wall, like audition for other teams let him show like hey i'm still productive it's crazy like should teams be like allowed to do that no actually (laughs) they shouldn't be allowed to do that yeah i heard someone talking about it the other day um when anthony davis wanted to get out of new orleans he like sat out and the nba fined new orleans they were like he has to play you can't just let him not play you have to like he has to be on the floor if he's healthy Mm -hmm. And this was the NBA saying to a team who wanted their player to play, saying, like, make him play. Now the team does not want this player to play. And the NBA is like, eh. It's a little loophole. Eh. Yeah. We don't really mind. Which is weird. Maybe it's because Anthony Davis is more famous than John Wall. Maybe it's because he was more exciting at the time. Laker. Oh, he was on the Pelicans, Pelicans at the time, yeah. Yes, that's not even fun. Um... So, yeah, John Wall wants to return to basketball. Tim, what do you think the Rockets should do? Um, I think you just need to get rid of him. Um, find a trade, which would be hard because he is older. Not older. too old, but he's older. Injury history. And he's beat up. And mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're already like, I'd say play him now. Give him some, some highlights. See what teams can do. At least for holding him out like that, I think you do deserve um, to like give him a chance <coughs> to um, like play with the guys and stuff like that, and see what other teams can see in him. Um, but right. I think you need to get rid of him. I mean, it's just not—it's not necessarily a toxic situation. It's just kind of like it's an unnecessary situation. It's kind of like you know, if you're not, if you don't want him, get rid of him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's just for like a pick, or you know, if it like or just some like yeah. some cash, or just like something like. Just get just get rid of him. I mean, and that's nothing against John Wall. It's just more right, so. But if, that's it's, not it's what the, the Rockets are trying to do. It's the attitude of the Rockets. If you don't yeah. want, if you don't want him, like don't at least cut him. Like it's just. What's hard is that he is making ninety-one over the next two years. That's a lot. It of is. Money. It is. And uh, like a, a comp trade for him would be Kimba, who's making eight yes. over the next two years. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. <laughs> I was. And like to... those are, those. I feel like John Wall and Kimba Walker are not too far away. In the point guard category. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you could look at a team like New York who might have the money for that. Like, I don't know how that looks, but I just feel like New York has money for that. I could be totally wrong. I can't imagine what, like, the trade machine looks like. I was um, about to ask, Riley, if you were an NBA team, like, which NBA team do you think has the best chance of landing John Wall in a trade? And, like, what do you give up for a guy like that? I mean, I, I guess you give up someone who will ride the bench for the Rockets and is also owed a lot of money by you. Is that what the Rockets want, or do they want like a a young star? I have no idea. I, I I mean, like it's hard it's hard to make decisions on teams who are tanking and like who obviously don't want to do the basketball thing. Because I feel like I'm not even good at knowing what teams want to do when they're wanting to win basketball games, much less when they're like actually trying to do the opposite of their job. 
um, long-term trying to win basketball games, but short-term, like, literally trying to suck as bad as they can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would want him. I mean, I, I think a lot of teams would want him. I don't think yeah. anyone wants to pay him $47 yeah, that's million. Dollars. Yeah, that's a thing. So I don't do want you... to pay him $47 million. I don't have to, though. So that's right, nice. that's really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, right. So do you just wait for the buyout? Do you just, like, see if they waive him, if they restructure his contract? I don't know. It's going to get bad, though. This is what happens. Event. Yeah. The Rockets seem like they've really got it going on in that front office, you know. Yeah, they're doing a lot a of superstars. This is, yeah, this situation feels like a self-destruct. Like, they did this to themselves. I yeah. feel like it's not so much of, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like But in a way, isn't that the plan? To do that to themselves? <laughs> it's a self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. Just get as bad as possible. Isn't that, like, can you get fined for that? You really, yes, you can get fined for that. So yeah. the NBA will, like, fine teams for, like, intentionally losing games. But I don't think that there's really a fine for intentionally, like, being bad. Because the way that the Thunder tanked was that, like, you go out and you try to win every single game, but you try to win every single game with guys like Vit Krejci and Poku and Gabriel Deck. My thing about, like, this loophole of tanking is, like, yeah, you can get a pick, you know. You can, you know, get, like, a Luka or a Trey Young. But you're not creating a culture. You're creating a culture of losing, um, of wanting to lose. So you draft a guy like Trey, he's inheriting a culture that's willing to lose and, like, willing to not, like, you know, like, you go into the locker room and, like, oh, we just lose all the time. And, like, that's what we chose to do. Instead of a team who's like, no, like, day in and day out, when we play, like, we're going to win. And so, like, I feel like that's an easier culture to inherit and to, like, win more games in the future is because that's why the Patriots have been always so good. Um, like you see them now, they had a they had a hard time. They could have tanked, but Bill Belichick was like, "No, we have a, a culture of winning here." Yeah, but not every team can be the Patriots. But not everybody, not everybody can be the true. Patriots. That's a good point. Not right. everybody can Spurs. be the Patriots, but you still like. I feel like the if you still pursue a culture of winning, you might not get a good draft pick, but you have somebody who wants to go and play there, like on the on the free agent side. Yeah, yeah, and. There are, there are some conditions to that, though, because if you look at, like, the, the Spurs and the Patriots, both are examples of these, like, teams that never had to rebuild. Yeah. They had, like, one really, really good coach for, like, 20, 30 Forever. years. Yeah. And, like, usually when a team does this tanking and then drafts someone, they do a culture reset around that person they drafted. That's yeah. what the Hawks did. Yeah. They drafted Trey Young, and then they changed everything about the organization. every two years. Yeah. Have they, they've had two coaches. Hawks. Yeah. Well, well Bud, it has been four years, so I guess they have a new coach every two yeah, years. Yeah, Bud Lloyd and now Nate. Yeah. They like yeah. Yeah. I don't think Trey ever played under Bud, but they oh. did have he was part of like okay. the tanking teams. Yeah. So yes. So yes, you're right. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> um anyway. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's a hard thing to it's do. It's a hard thing to do. I think it's just hard and this this might just be like too of a black and white like uh, opinion, but I just feel like you play to win the game. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, like you can say, like overall, like you're still trying to win the game by tanking, but it's just like, you know, you still got fans, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just feel like you just go in there and like, you know, you're creating a culture, um, and it's harder for teams who are not the patrons and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just me. Yeah, Um, I wanted to touch on one more John Wall thing. No googling. What is John Wall's full name? You are not gonna believe this. I'm so scared. John Willis Wall. No. Is is John his first name and Wall his last name? I can't really answer that. Uh-oh. And it's not because of why you think. Is his last name Wall? Yes. Okay. <laughs> his last name is John. Um, Take a guess. I don't... I'm scared. Is it like Jacuzzi Wall? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that would like be such a great name. name. His first name is John... Okay. Um, his first name is Jonathan. Yeah. But there's an H in it. It's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. His middle name is Hildred, so his name is Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr. Junior. I didn't know he was Junior. That's cool. H-I-L-D-R-E-D? Yep. Hildred. Hildred. Um, so this seems, I don't know what kind of shady dealings Mr. and Mrs. Wall were like involved in. Uh-oh. I don't want to assume anything about them, but to name your child Jonathan with an H in it, 
that seems like something you're like intentionally like. Yeah. Like, I'd, why why would you leave the H? Jonathan. Jonathan. It's interesting. But yeah. isn't it funny how we do John with the H? Yeah, what's, what's that about? Why yeah, do we do that? Is, maybe this is more of a societal question. Yeah. Maybe they just forgot that a lot of people take it at the H. Maybe they did just forget. I would forget. You know, you're having a baby and stuff. My mom, <laughs> when, yeah. when mom Stressful. had me, I was the second kid, and right. she put, she got like these little things of like when we were, not like when we were born, but just like baby pictures mm-hmm. and these two little things for me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother's has the date May 5th, 1997 mm-hmm. and mine says July 7th 2000 my birthday infamously is July 6th 2000 same as my twins Ion and but it's wrong on the thing because she would like had just had a baby so when are you born I was born July 6th 2000 are we sure about that I'm pretty sure about that you're pretty sure my about mom's that. sure about that and mm. they know they we know the thing is messed up it's just it's a crazy time it's my crazy brothers time. were born July 7th whoa whoa twins. so you're kind of almost wow. Brothers, mm-hmm. twins. twins. What? I didn't know mm-hmm. you had twins. Mm-hmm. Brothers. Well, I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news um, about them. <laughs> I have a child. Which somebody thought that we wanted to break it on cold takes. We thought it'd be the appropriate place. Yeah, we thought this would be the medium for um, that. Yeah, I heard somebody's cheating. Okay. Who's, Who's cheating in the NBA? I. I'm pissed. Personally, <laughs> this might just be like a terrible opinion, but I don't think it's cheating. Bro, you can't. <laughs> it is absolutely Tempering. cheating, Tempering not che- it Yes, it is, dude. It shouldn't be cheating, even though it's a rule. Why Tem- would that not be a rule? No, let him finish. Because it's like, bro, if you want somebody to come to your team, you you gonna like. Okay, so what what exactly what were they doing? Let me let me hear what they were doing. So what exactly? How are they tampering? The Bulls and Heat were fined by the NBA for tampering in their sign-and-trade acquisitions of Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. Basically, they, like, agreed to a deal before they legally could agree to the deal. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Here's the only thing wrong about it is a rule and you broke it. But overall, if it's not a rule, I don't think it's bad. Here's the thing. There's a the deadline is there because it like separates kind of the two seasons. Mm-hmm. If and like once you like break that deadline, like the seal is broken. Mm-hmm. So what's to stop LeBron James from going up against like the Clippers and talking to Kawhi Leonard in a game and being like, all right, so you coming? Like, yeah, I'll trade for you. You gonna sign here? And Kawhi's like, yeah, okay. And now Kawhi Leonard spends the rest of the season like not really trying to win for the Clippers because he's trying to. Because he's going to the Lakers and doesn't really care. Yeah, like, I get that. But, like, and I think that's right. I th- like, I just, like, it happens so often. Like, it happens all the time. I feel like, the th- I think another reason why I feel like it shouldn't be a rule is because it's like, they're going to do it anyway. Like, like you can't tell me that after every game they're like, man, our team sucks, bro. And like, yeah, man, come to South Beach, bro. And you're like, all right, bro, I'll probably pull up. <laughs> like, you can't tell me they're not saying that. I mean, I don't doubt that they're saying that, but I feel like making a rule not a rule just because people are going to break it anyway is not the way but to even, go. But even even so, like it's like I feel like it's a, it's a part of the fun. I feel like casual com- and obviously it's not because LeBron's been punished for this before. Yep. But casual conversations stuff like that, like yo, are you going to come South Beach, is l- different than like, hey, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, I am the GM for the Heat. We're gonna do a sign and trade. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, we're agreeing on the terms. Yeah, like we're agreeing on the terms like right now over the phone. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. That feels different because that's that like feels contract. different. Yeah, but like the conversation with like the teams. Yeah, conversation is one thing. Like I know didn't Kawhi Leonard's uncle like get in trouble for like um, talking to the Clippers or something like that? Yeah, before? he asked for a lot of illegal things. Okay, that's actually a different thing. I don't <laughs> think that's right. I don't think that's right. But like I don't know. Like like what Riley was saying. Like, if we just talking about the game, that's fun. Like, I mean, that's a part of the game. Sure. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe sure. there's something wrong with the, the agreement to trade Lonzo Ball. That's, I think, what the issue is. Before. Yeah. But, like, also, if you know, you know. That is the issue. Um, the NBA decided to handle the issue by taking from both the Bulls and the Heat a second-round pick. Which is big. Is it? I think it's big. People. There's only two rounds, right? You only got, you only only got two, two rounds. rounds. So that's why I say it's big, yeah. If it was the NFL, whatever. I mean, it's not that it's nothing, but if you told, like, the Bulls and the Heat, like, you can have your starting point guard, your offensive initiator, and, like, defensive ace for a second-round pick. Be like, 
Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I agree. It is a little. It feels like a. It bitter. It's big because it, it, there's only two picks most years, unless you have there's only extra two picks. picks. But but to Dante's point, it might also emphasize that the league might not care that much. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a first pretty round, weak punishment. I feel like a first-round pick would be too big of a punishment. I feel like a first-round pick is an appropriate punishment. Not necessarily because the crime warrants it, but because if you're the league and like teams and players down. are going behind their back, yeah, you got to say, like, yeah. we're not doing it. If there were suspensions, up. I feel like that would be... Dang. Like, maybe some suspensions. Like, you know, like a, maybe like 10 games. That's big. That's um, a lot of games. 10 yeah. games are big. So it kind of puts more of the emphasis of, like, okay... Yeah, we're, we're not. Doing we're this. not going to do yeah, this because, like, yeah. yeah, we're going to get Lonzo Ball, but Brett's not going to play for a little bit, and that take, that takes chemistry to build up too because he's coming to a new team and he's not going to no, play until even that. Game. I feel like it'd probably be worth it. If, if it's like ten game suspension, even like it's an eighth of the season, but like you lose that ten game, ten, get Lonzo games. Ball, ten games in yeah. a second round pick. It's not terrible. It's better than just a second round. That's pick. just how much it costs. It's just a cost, basically. Yeah, basically, um, yeah, it's basically just a cost. So the thing is, how easy is it to get a second round pick? I feel like it was one of them things where the Bulls and New Orleans were like, yeah, we'll break it. If we get caught, we get caught. New Orleans didn't get punished at all. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Well, um, one last other sport thing to say. We don't have to get into this. The MLB is locked out. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I just they, heard about that. What's that about? I can't find the key to the building. I'm just kidding. Um, big lockout that's brewing. Well, it's not brewing. It happened as of last night. Yeah. Or the night before, one of those nights. It was last night. Um, the owners, mm-hmm. led by Rob Manfred, who's the Adam Silver of the MLB, can't think okay. commissioner. Not a good mm-hmm. commissioner. Worst commissioner probably ever of any All sport time. in the world. The oh, one really? before was really uh, good, but the one we have yeah. now, oh, trash, wow. horrible, so bad. They boo mm-hmm. him when they get when the when the Braves won the World Series and he gave him mm-hmm. the trophy. Like they booed him. Like, yeah, because he the Astros the booed him. Was. It's bad when the Astros boo you. Yeah, because yeah, they cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's bad. Um, but yeah, so the, um, basically the league and the owners are, um, they're the ones who like technically decided mm-hmm. to not reach a, an agreement with the players association. So they just decided to like not negotiate. Uh, I guess basically, or they were just outrageous, but like, it's going to come down to like the owners want, we want more money. We want to be Which richer. gives me more hope. Does it? To Freddie Freeman. Because yeah. I was nervous. Because nothing can happen right well, now. Well, nothing can happen right now. Like yeah, I wonder if tampering could happen, but I wonder if like tampering would come in. Anyway, that's really they random. can't like they literally cannot do anything, anything related to baseball, like no talking, no which, transaction. Like they have to stop work. Everyone has to stop working. Which comforts me because mm. of the Freddie Freeman thing, because we need Freddie Freeman. You know, first baseman, best first baseman in baseball, MVP, world champion. No set. Mm. But that, like we haven't got a, got a deal yet, and I was like, how do we not have a deal yet? But I'm thinking. That what if the front office is like we're about to go into lock like we're no we're about to go into lockdown yeah we're not we'll we'll, we'll so like try. we'll yeah. wait a little bit we'll yeah. reconsider what we can do ne- negotiate the contract yeah. after the lockout so it yeah. kind of gives me hope of like yeah. okay the Braves actually are willing to sign Freddie yeah it's just there's there's more outside things going on yeah obviously so. um but staying on Atlanta sports something else we got to talk about oh boy do we got to talk about it now it's nasty disgusting I do did you see it I saw it. this is an this is a podcast. And we're aware that you don't look at podcasts, you don't watch podcasts. But what we're referring to is a um, a highlight from the Hawks' win over the Pacers. I think it was last night. It was last night. Um, Trey Young has the basketball. He's dribbling it, which is always bad for the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know who this guy is who's defending Trey right now. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> um, it might be O'Shea Brissett. It might be someone else. Trey is just isolating with this guy. Dances at the top of the key, and the. I mean, the guy just looks nervous. Mm-hmm. He just looks anxious about what's about to happen. He ever he has every reason to be. Yeah, like Peter Parker going to Zendaya's house in Spider Man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just nervous. Oh my goodness, it's just what do you? What stood out to me about watching this highlight was that this guy is nervous. He's paying attention to every little twitch that Trey Young is like doing. Mm-hmm. He's moving his feet. He's kind of jittery, jumping around. Trayon goes in and out, goes to his right, snatches back to his left, and the guy is just lost. If I were him, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Because that's just a terrifying place to be. 
You isolated. and Trey Young. Trey Young has the basketball. Yeah. That's just really scary. You have no power. You have no power. You all you are you just there to be embarrassed. I mm-hmm. feel like you're like anticipating the embarrassment, yeah. which is like even more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the whole crowd, the whole Pacers crowd is like. This is going to get bad, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to be embarrassed. It's you know, just like, how? You're going to get posted on Bleacher Report later. What's it's not even how, because you know how. Yeah. But, like, like he's going to he's gonna win. cut and step back and shoot. But it's just like, How's it, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? That's a thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. That's the Gollyism Fair of the Week. Um, next segment we got, and this is a shorter one. Than the you know we got to talk about because there's a lot of things we got to talk about. Mm. Next segment though, it's called Pickums. Pickum. So I have three questions for you guys, and all of these questions have multiple answers, and you're just gonna you know pick your answer and defend yourself. Um, so first of all, th- there have been quite a few injuries in the NBA um, this year. A lot of major players have gone down. Recently, we've seen th- three players, and by recently I mean like yesterday. We saw three players go down some pretty significant injuries. So I'm going to ask you guys, which of these three injuries is most um, impactful? we got Bam Adebayo going down for Miami. It looks like he's going to be on for 46 weeks. Four to six weeks. Um, Devin Booker sustained an injury last night against the Warriors. The um, Suns are suspecting he'll miss, I think they said, a few games. Or Damian Lillard who is out with an abdomen injury and is going to miss, I think they said, 10 days. Um, so the Heat, the Suns, and the Blazers are three teams in different positions, um, but they're all losing really important players. So let me ask you guys, which injury do you think is most impactful? Well, Booker's on my fantasy team, so that's impactful to that. Oh, boy. But I do think that I at, still think At least that, you have Jamal Murray. Oh, at least you have uh, Zion Woods. Stop. Oh, Please, man. That hurts wow. so bad. Um, <laughs> I feel like Bam's big. He'd have a lot of talent, though, around that. Have a lot of talent. Not a lot of big talent. But yeah, that's true. Fine. Yeah. Um, D-Buck, <coughs> eh, it's going to hurt. Suns did win without him. They um, beat the Warriors without him. Really? Yeah. I didn't beat Jared without him. Um, Dame. I feel like that's the biggest one because the Blazers need Dame so bad to be competitive in the Western Conference. Yes. I think by a, a bit, that's my scariest one. That's a good point. The, Bla- the Blazers need him as a basketball team and also as an organization. Mm-hmm. And he's already, you know, the relationship is kind of strained. Now he's hurt. Blazers might lose more games, which they already weren't playing too great. Yeah, that could uh, be that could be pretty tough. That could be pretty tough. Yeah, um, I, I I definitely would have to agree with Riley, but to look at the Heat. Um, with Bam going out, they don't. They have some shooters. They have a lot of guards and even some forwards, but it's not looking too hot when it comes to big men. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't respect know if, to Dwayne Dedman. Yeah. No. You know, Dedman's been his man. He's been around for like ever. He yeah. Thirty-two. Play for the Hawks. He did. Went to twice. USC. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Love that guy. He'd be a good coach. Um, yeah. But uh, I would just kind of like definitely highlight the, you know, the, the heat because. Uh, I don't know how, how they're doing so far. Uh, I think, was it their eight, maybe? The Heat are playing pretty well, but yeah. they were expecting to be like up there with the Nets and the Bucks, exactly. like uh, contenders, contenders. Exactly. Um, and I don't, yeah, just losing a big man, mm-hmm. it'd be hard to replace that given their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, with Portland, yeah, everything that Riley said pretty much. Yeah. They, they still have CJ, where they still can score. Right. But that's it, really. That's not a very hopeful phrase. We still have C.J. McCollum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, with Devin Booker being out, I still feel like they're talented and well-coached enough to be okay. They, yeah. Like you said, they beat the, the Golden State Warriors, who's arguably between the, them two, the two best teams in the NBA. Right. So I feel like they're going to be okay. Kimmerich's doing good, well-coached. So definitely not the Phoenix Suns, at least for right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, out of bio... Like you were saying, like Miami doesn't have much big man depth, and Adebayo is not just a regular big man. That's a no. talented, talented guy. Who can score. Who can score, yeah. Um, Kentucky. Devin Booker, also a Kentucky guy. Um, shout out, Colson. Devin Booker Forty. is, I mean, really important to what um, Phoenix does, but they did manage to get a win without him, and they're a really complete team, so maybe they'll be able to pull it out. Next question. 
it's kind of the opposite of the first question. So the mm-hmm. first question was about injuries and players leaving teams. This next question is about players who might come back and help their teams. Yes. And we have, again, three different teams and three vastly different scenarios. <laughs> yes. But who, which return do you guys think will be most impactful? Clay Thompson, Jamal Murray, or Zion Williamson? I, I can't wait to see Clay Thompson. Yeah, I, exactly. it, it might it could be rocky at first. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just don't know. Like it could be rocky, but they already have chemistry. Like him and Steph been playing together pretty much their whole career. Right. Um. Yeah. I I can't wait for that. Um. Just to see that just flawlessness of shooting. You yeah, know, the best be duo great. of shooting probably ever. Ever. Um. Uh, Jamal Murray. It feels like they need him right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I I feel like that would be most impactful. Clay, they don't really need Clay Thompson right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe lay down on the road in the playoffs because experience and stuff and playing against teams like the Suns, mm-hmm. they probably need him. Zion, dude, I don't know, man. It might be impactful for, like, tickets and money, but, like, I don't really think, like, <laughs> think it's going to be that impactful unless he just goes crazy. I don't think he's going to lead the team to, like, the playoffs. But, Oof, that'd be uh, a lot. Uh, but I think Jamal Murray, they need him. Jamal Murray's yeah. a pick. Yeah, I think Jamal Murray. Because they're a playoff team. Yeah, they have and high expectations exactly. coming into this year. Yeah. So I, th- I feel like definitely Jamal Murray. Okay, I hear you. It's a good argument. Uh, I think Jamal too, mm-hmm. uh, just because of where the Nuggets are at mm-hmm. and that they just lost MPJ. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I feel like his, although like, it'll still take a couple weeks for him to get up to speed. Yeah. Um, like they, so. need, they need to get up into six, seven. Yeah, they Fifth, do. Fifth, sixth, around there. Because that's where they should be. They're good enough to be there. Um, Zion, <laughs> I have no idea. Also, this is just like talking about my fantasy team almost. Um, they're 6-18 and 18 right now. Second to last they won six in games. the West. Isn't that crazy? Kind of impressive. Uh, one more than the Rockets. Rockets have just like haven't played that many games. They're 5-16. and 16. They played four... Uh-oh. Three less games. Um... Yeah, I, I think it's Jamal. I, Clay will be great, but the Warriors are fine without him. Yeah. So he'll make an impact. Oh, but I think they'll. I'm sure Steve will Steve's slowly good. put him in. He yeah. hasn't played a game in a year and a half. The last time Clay Thompson played basketball, Kawhi Leonard was on the Raptors. Raptors. Jimmy Butler was with the Sixers. Sixers? Yeah. I don't remember the rest. Demar Rosen with the Spurs. Time. And also, Rosen was a like, spur. Clay's kind of playing angry a little bit too. At least frustrated, irritated. Yeah. You know, he got left out of the top seventy-five. Mm, People have kind of forgotten true. about him a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And the team's doing good right now. So like, without him, yeah. So yeah. Do they need him? He's like, no, like y'all forgot about me. And I saw him sitting mm-hmm. on the bench the other night after the game. Angry looking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Head in his hands. Like. Oh boy. Yeah, mm. it's not gonna good. be dirty. Not a good look. I can't wait. It's if you're everyone basketball. besides him, the Warriors are already so good. Just adding Clay Thompson to the mix is going to be unbelievable. All right, last pick'em question. We have so the NBA, like in the past, like few years, it's really been like LeBron and someone else. Mm-hmm. Like there's been like clear two best teams: yeah. Warriors and then LeBron's team, whatever that was. But in the like the past year, two years, they're, the playing field has gotten like leveled, and the NBA is like wide open. Mm-hmm. That being said, there is a few teams who are looking like probably a cut above the rest right now. Yeah. So who right now do you guys think is the title favorite between the Warriors, the Suns, the Nets, and the Bucks? I mean, the Suns have won seventeen straight. That is a lot of games in a row. They're eighteen and three. They've won 17 straight. Um, that's crazy. Obviously, we just said D-Book is out yeah. uh, for a bit. But I think the Warriors look so good. I'm so excited to see what they look like with Clay, mm-hmm. The Nets. Uh, yeah. The Bucks are looking like the Bucks of last year, which is good. Um, sort of. They're in fourth, actually. But Yeah, they started kind of slow. Um, but they still – I mean, Giannis is being – Giannis, er, Drew Holiday got dropped last night. I forget by who, but he got dropped yeah, hard. Um, it was Lonzo. Oh. Yeah, Lonzo dropped him really hard. Um, if I had to say on a team, I think I'd say Warriors. And I want it to happen. It'd be so fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have to second that. The Warriors are just so fun. Like no a, Suns this year. No, no Suns this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're they they have a lot. They most definitely could. Seventeen straight. Mm-hmm. They have chemistry. Such well coached team. Yeah. Um, um, they have Chris Paul experience. Um, book book will be back. Like he's not yeah. done for the season. And um, I, I I think they easily could definitely. Um, definitely not. I don't. I just the Nets are just broken right now. I feel like um, I think they're a good team on paper, but necessarily winning a championship. I don't really see yeah. that happen. Don't. I wouldn't sleep on the Bucks though. They are world champions still. You That's know, true. They are. They they have the MVP. Like they, they have Giannis. Giannis is, and they have Middleton. Like they could win it. I wouldn't sleep on them by no means. But it's the Warriors' year. Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. And, um, and looking great, you know. And Swole. we won't get into this, but me and Dante talked about this earlier in the week that uh, Steph Curry, when he's done, will be the greatest of all time. But we can skip over that. Whoa. Um, we did not agree to this. Tim is being no, ridiculous. No, no I, I know you didn't agree to it, but I'm just letting you know. Okay. Um, okay. Who have more rings than Jordan? But uh, oh, the Warriors is, is, is also I really like because I I kind of worried about Steve Kerr when the like I know they were they were hurt. I was like, you know, was it just Steph? And Clay and Draymond carrying the team, and then with KD coming along, was it much more of the players than, than Steve? And I think this year is a testament of like Steve is such a Steve big is a good role. coach. Mm-hmm. He's a great yeah. coach, yeah. Um, and I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think it's, it's the Warriors' years. You know, Splash Rose will be back. They got a good Draymond's there, mm-hmm. um, having a good year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Draymond might be kind of fading a little bit. But he's DPOY candidate. Yeah, he's yeah. he's making a good case for a defensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, and that's gonna be big for them when they, you know, play the the Suns again deep in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. Draymond's been there. He knows what to do. And so I, I think just because experience and just who the Warriors are, I think they're gonna take it this year. Yeah. Not only will the Warriors and Suns play deep in the playoffs, they're gonna play next week Ugh. again. Monday, I think. Fun. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, all due respect to the incredibly talented Nets and the world champion Bucks. Right now, it's Warriors or Suns. These are the yeah, two best teams right. in the league, just so good. far and away. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to side with Steph, wow! As much as I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the guys who have been there, mm-hmm. the Warriors who are getting Clay Thompson back, mm-hmm. they don't have Clay Thompson right now. Mm-hmm. And the Suns right now are a complete team. Yep. No weaknesses. They have it all. Shot creation, three-point shooting, inside scoring. Uh, they have space. They have defense. They have energy. They have rebounding. They have passing. They're I, a good the, team. They're complete. There's nothing wrong with this team. Yeah. And I just, I got to side with the team without weaknesses, at least right now. Yeah. So for me personally, I think my title favorite would be the Suns. I think that's and a they're good mad. Call. So mad. They're really mad about last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's a great call. Yeah. Well, time to fire up the old app. Sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. I actually have a sleeper, sleeper of this week. Really? Yeah. Not just a not just a stinky not just, not a, just Riley a stinky choice. a stinky Riley is an idiot. Um, someone playing in my second utility slot, who I oh, yo. I started and played him last week yeah. in a win. Okay. Might I say against Cat in the Hat, Will Bryant, um, who just texted me and said he's sick. I hope you're doing okay, Will. Um, Bobby Portis, 47 fantasy points. Listen, this is not a big showy stat line. This is a worker man stat line. 13 points, mm. 11 boards, three assists. Mm. One block, five for 11, two we're, threes. We're talking about Bobby Curry Portis. Bobby Curry Portis. Curry. This man has been shooting the lights out. I think he's at 58% from three. Yeah. Really? For the year. 58. 58. That's a high percentage. That is so many. That is so many. Out of 100. Unbelievable. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Glad you have Bobby. Yes. I, I still do have a Riley Stupid slinky, uh, slinky pick. Stinky pick of the week. What's that one? But that's this week. Um, That is sadly... Uh, gonna well, it's tough because there's a lot of people I could choose from, um, but I think I'm gonna have to go with who got me uh, six points, and that is Kyle Lowry, who has done it to me again oh, against Kyle. the Cavaliers. Seven points, four rebounds, four assists. Not Kyle again. 
Um, only one turnover. Here's the thing. How different? I mean, that set line is very different from Bobby Portis's, but not too different. How many shots he missed? He did miss seven. He was two for nine. So that's tough. But it's not like last time he had a lot of turnovers. That's why he got negative points for me, but now just six. And also, Devin Booker only played for a couple quarters. Yeah, and, so and there's no way you could have known about that. Couldn't have. Yeah. But Speaking of Will Bryant, yeah. I'm playing him right now. He doesn't oh. have a point guard. Doesn't have a point guard? So hopefully that – hopefully because he has a 1% chance to – 19% chance to win, which is not good when you're playing me. Mm. Um, somehow I'm 3-3. Three three. Wow. Um, and I would say this is the third time maybe I've checked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never playing fantasy with him again. I mean it. You say that every time. No, I mean it this time. Never again. My my call my like peak of my life is when we were playing football, and I didn't look at anything. I think I had somebody out and injured, and somehow I beat Dante. Somehow I beat Dante, and that's that was peak. I mean, I think that was the only game I won. This is so difficult. I think I probably had like someone like Rogers or somebody like that. And where did that get you this year? I'm three and three. And wait, in football. Oh, dude, I don't want to like a football. <laughs> Tim's going to have to take the SAT. I have to take SAT. So if you lose, you take the SAT. That's really great. That is so funny. Yeah, I yeah, know. We should have put a, a loser. Yeah, we should have. We should do one middle of the season. Actually, no thanks. Um, no, maybe we should. No, I think I'm good. Maybe we, we, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it all off air. Um, who's your uh, sleeper receiver of the week, Tim? I've got a stinky pick. Okay. Like, uh, okay. Marcus Smart. Stinky pick. Uh, that's tough. He had six points, two rebounds, eight assists. Um, two steals. That's a lot of. He gave me thir- uh, thirteen points. Um, in mm. in seventy eight. Um, which is not it's not crazy, but like it's not supposed to be crazy. I mean, eight assists. Um, yeah, it was against the worst team, and you mm. only had six points versus the Houston, but Rockets. But um, you know, don't sleep on the boy Mark Smart. Eight eight assists. That's not bad. So that's a good pick. Yeah. Who's your uh, is that your stinky pick? That's my stinky pick. You have a sleeper sleeper. Sleeper sleeper, only because he's sitting right here. <laughs> Throwback to CJ McCollum, um, who almost had a triple double, mm. sort of. 19, three rebounds, six assists, um, was seven for 17, which is not terrible. Had one turnover though, but he gave me 22 points. Um, so it's not the best, but it's just like you know, almost a double double double. Double double. Okay, yeah, that makes I'm a, yeah, I must, did I say yeah, I said triple double, but I almost had a double double. Like, far um, from a triple double. Hmm. But double double. Okay. Not far from yeah. a double double. Well, my stinky pick of the week and also of last week mm-hmm. and also of the whole time I've had him. Oh. Talon Horton Tucker. Wow, THT. I had such high hopes for THT. Is he a wizard now or is he still a Laker? Still a Laker. Okay. He's the one they wanted. He's the yeah, one they kept. They're really high on him, aren't they, they? Yeah. Don't know why. For no reason. <laughs> First, he was hurt for most of the year, but he came back two weeks ago, two and a half ish weeks ago. Mm-hmm. First game he came back, he put up 17 points, gave me 21 okay. fantasy points. Second game, 28 points, 38 fantasy. Wow. Third game, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 2 steals, 45.7 fantasy points. Mm. Fourth game, 2 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, negative .76 fantasy points. Okay, that's not great. This last week, and this was the last straw. The last straw. <laughs> I started him in the game yesterday because LeBron was out. He gave me 1.76 fantasy points, two points, three turnovers on one of three from the field. Huh. I have uh, had enough, as they say. Have you? Is you going to drop him? I am going to drop him. I got mm. plans. So there goes Talon. Um, you goes. will not be missed. I'll do respect. Huh. Mr. Horton Tucker. It's good to know that he's he can put up 30, though. Yeah. If you want him. Yeah, we'll see. He'll be a free agent. I won't even try to fin- I won't even try to finesse a trade out of you guys. He's free. <laughs> free. <laughs> I'm trying to finesse a just Wait, free. is this tampering right now? Whoa. Is it's it? You, it's not bad. Don't tell the league. Don't bad. tell the league. Um, um, my sleeper already. sleeper of okay. the week is Anthony Simons. Oh. backup point guard. We talked about earlier, Damian Lillard is hurt. Yes. And Anthony has been known to put up points in bunches. Now, hmm. we can't do anything else, but he can score. Yeah. And with the... Oh, he can do one other thing. Jump real high? Jump real high, dunk the basketball real hard. Boing. Yeah, that he can. That Looking he can. like Luke Hardenberg out there. Luke oh, Hardenberg. Cool. Hey, um, shout out. So, uh, with the... 
with the offense that um, Damian Lillard will not be providing to Portland yeah. by being on the bench and injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony is going to have a lot of free shots just available to take. So we'll see Jay McCollum. He'll probably see a bump. But mm-hmm. I think Anthony will have at least like two or three games where he's like that guy for a little bit. And so, you know, started in what, 3% of leagues on Sleeper right now. I think he'd be a good pickup, which is why I'm adding him. Isn't that crazy? Because we should probably see who's higher on the waiver wire. Because <laughs> I, before you said anything, was on Sleeper and did attempt to add him. Ah. But I'm 13th on the waiver wire, and I feel like you're probably higher. I would love to be higher on the waiver wire because I have Taylor Horton Tucker, and I really don't want to. We'll find out. Tucker. Well, I'm dropping him for C.D. Osmond. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your brother, who looks very similar to you. He does look similar to me. Who looks more similar to me? C.D. Osmond? Is it C.D.? Chetty. Chetty Osmond. Chetty Osmond? Or Josh Giddy? Josh Giddy. No, Josh Giddy. We talked about him today in class. We did, kind of. Interesting. We, Me and Tim talked about him today oh, in class, okay. yeah. All right, so who looks more like Riley McCullough, Josh Giddy or Chetty Osmond? Tim, you want to look up Chetty Osmond? Chetty. I got How do you spell Bro's name? Um, C-E-D-I. C-E-D-I. I got Osmond. Uh, Osmond. I had the Josh Giddy tab still open, so I'll just throw that one on. Oh, I know this guy. Oh, yeah. Man, who's more Riley-like? Oh. He's 6'7", Riley. 230. Really similar to Riley's build in that way. Pretty similar He's to me. He's 26, too. A little bit older than Riley on that one. North so I guess Macedonia is where he's from. Whoa, I didn't know that. Honestly, I thought he was just American. CD. Um, I think the headband in this picture... Definitely kind of checks out. I think we should let the people vote, too. We should maybe throw this up on the Instagram. We should throw this up on the Instagram. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys vote. Who do you think looks more like Riley? Yeah, Chetty Josh Osmond Giddy. or Josh Giddy? Let Giddy. us know. It's going to be up there. It's going to be posted. Also, I love Josh Giddy's name. Giddy. Yeah, it's a fun name. Whoa. It's a fun name. You do be looking yeah, like Josh he, Giddy. Yeah, we be having the same hair. A little bit. Similar looking dudes. Similar. I had to look at an interview, too. See. Only thing different. Oh, I see True. how he talks. I haven't seen how either of them talk. Um, Giddy's Australian. Yeah, he's oh, from, so he talks Australian. Melbourne. That's cool. He's 19, bro. Yeah, he's 2002. Yeah, he's a child. Whoa. I have memories from 2002. Yeah, me too. How weird is that? <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Well, well, that's about all we've got. About the... Good session today, guys. Uh, Good session. Yeah, great job. Today will be our last episode of the semester. Mm. We are a quarter of the way through the NBA season, which is mm. insane. By the time we come back, we'll be like a quarter and a half of the way. Mm. Some would say three-eighths um, through the season. I am so excited for Christmas break because this is all I did last Christmas break uh, was watch NBA basketball. We did have a longer Christmas break, but, man, it was it was a time. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I'm going to do a lot of. Certainly what I'm going to do a lot of. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Really looking mm-hmm. forward. Uh, NFL, NFL playoffs will start. Dog by 16? Won't they? I think they do. Yeah. yeah they do. Yeah, yeah NFL, NFL playoffs. Things will happen. Yeah, NFL They'll playoffs. They'll start during the break. Yeah. They'll start during the break, and then so with the, um, the college football playoffs. Fish out. New Year's. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening this semester. We will see you back here Good come springtime. Well, come winter time. So. Later winter. 2022? 2022. I don't know about oh, you. weird. But I'm feeling 22 and Whoa. graduation. Dun-dun-dun. <sighs> dun <sighs> 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 <sighs>